Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing, even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple, and now you can rate I just saw on Spotify. So rate it on Spotify. Well, that is, we know that somebody is listening out there because uh, at least someone uh, and even if it's only the email scammers, because our dear friend, Corinne, who we've referenced, and there are references seem to have been used. That had to have been a detailed scam email, right? She got an email no some, way. saying something about she would have told us if she actually got a, some position news from the FBI. And it wants her to do all this stuff. And it says username Connie Johnson. And we've talked about the FBI and Connie Johnson. We're really, you really think that that's, I think that's real. You think, I feel like she would have told us if she like more of a celebratory way if she, well, maybe not because she knows that we're not that cracked up on the FBI. That's not real. You don't think it's real? No, that was a they, scam email, right? Kate, they she have said her, that's name. Not her username. They have all of her yeah. paperwork. She's hey, been in the process. They, I figured that they just typed this in. I figured that they just typed it wrong. She said that's not her username. Uh, so scammers are even are even targeting FBI applicants. Apparently fake FBI details. Yeah. No way. I thought the whole point was just that they misspelled her name again. Like everyone always does. I don't know. I I'm sure she'll that inform that us after she listens. Because if that's yeah. a scam, that's wild. Scammers are taking it to a whole new level. It was very good. Mom and I were discussing something. <laughs> I've gotten some she, good scammy bills. And There's she no broken said English in it. Sorry. Mom commented on some, I don't know, product. I don't even remember what it was. And five minutes later, she opened up her Facebook and there yes. was an ad for it. And she goes, she said, I literally have never mentioned this item before. She I've said never, it on the phone to me. What was it? I don't remember, but then she sent me the the image of the ad as well. Um, when I over Thanksgiving, when I was at the Pocock's, we were talking about these this therapy therapeutic like things you put on. They're like recovery things, and they're these huge. They go over your whole leg, and I think it's some sort of electro thing. Anyway, we were talking about it, and Kirsten searched it on her phone. I think she was kind of looking for it, and then. I started getting Instagram ads for it. I wasn't even the one talking about it or searching about it. And I wonder if it had to do with the network, her I having searched it on the same Court network. I one time just told Courtney I needed a new belt. And I instantly started getting ads for from belt companies. For real. Oh, in, within yeah. five minutes. It's great. Yeah, I want to clarify, though. Mom, it did not originate with her talking to you on the phone. Her and I were okay. discussing it in our house. Okay. And five minutes later, it popped up on her Facebook feed when she opened up Facebook and there it was. And she goes, I've never discussed this item before ever. And the thing is, is we don't have um, Siri. We don't have what's the other. Yes, the, you do. Your iPhone. Well, is. Okay. You're saying you don't have we, we don't have the one Google of those, home or the exactly, Alexa. We don't have. Right. Exactly. We don't have anything like that. In fact, it was funny because when Callie was here the other day, she tried to turn up and down the TV that way. Siri, <laughs> turn up the TV. And oh, it was yeah. so funny that it just happened to get a lot, whatever was going on, elevated in volume. And she goes, Siri, not that much. And that's funny. Mom, mom had to tell her, it's like, um, it's just doing that. We don't have a Siri. 
know, somebody, at least somebody's listening. However, we've also lost a large portion of our audience if we don't have a translator to translate into uh, colloquial English. I just watched that. I mean, I watched that 10 minutes before we started this. Um, Dad obviously looks like he hasn't. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. They had it on a couple shows. I saw it on Dan Bongino, the prime minister of Australia is given a is given a speech and he's got this aboriginal woman standing next to him translating his english into english into aboriginal colloquial english yeah, it is hysterical just, i can understand every word she says it'd be like she, it, it's so on it's so insulting to anyone who speaks that aboriginal it'd be like if joe biden was given a speech and someone standing next to him was translating into ebonics yeah well, they so they were both speaking out loud English. Correct. Yes. Yeah. English. Where's one, a good, after, one after the other? <laughs> where is a good Aboriginal blow dart when you need it? <laughs> that guy from the CDC has them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he needs one in his the Australian he's probably, he's with one in his neck. <laughs> Not, doesn't have to kill him. Just you know, paralyze him for a couple of days for the yeah. press conference. The, for the duration of the press conference, at least. Yeah. Just it give was him crazy. Time, give it him was, time to think about what he's saying. It was so funny. I don't think it's fake. I think some people were trying to say that it was maybe fake, but it was not fake. She was literally standing right next to yeah. it. It wasn't even like a split screen. They were in the same room. <laughs> well, uh, all that aside, it seems like we should start with the obvious. Just to, We're recording this on Thursday, uh, January 13th, and about an hour or so ago, we got the alert the notification that the decision came down from the Supreme Court on the vaccine mandates and they struck down the mandate for um, private companies of 100 or more employees. However, they upheld the mandate for healthcare workers that work at facilities that receive funding for Medicare or Medicaid, which is virtually all. So, well, yes, we celebrate, rejoice with those who rejoice. That's great, but let's not get carried away, everyone, in celebrating because there's still a lot of people today who are not celebrating and who are still facing this tough decision. And I also think that that upholding the the one for healthcare workers does not bode well for all the military members who are starting to be discharged. No, and think about the number of people that work in the healthcare industry in this country, it is a huge, it's huge still number. millions of people. Yes. Tens of millions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw that um, the Navy SEALs that had brought suit though, were having some measure of success. Kay, do you know anything about that? No, I just saw that they basically dropped it. This because... is when we need our guest <laughs> appearance from Cole. Cause he's been obviously following that very closely. Well, because I mean, Enforcing that to the point where you are going to discharge as many, you know, special operators as they you have to. That's, you know, they call the military them, they can't call sustain them the tip, that. They call them the tip of the spear. That's taking your spear and just smashing it on a rock and just, I mean, yeah. you're cutting off the tip of the spear, literally. So they just dropped it. I would also say this if I were the Fed, I would be more comfortable with my most trained lethal warriors in my military yeah not, not having, out of it. not having made them mad and <laughs> at you having them outside yeah. of creating military. some creating and some I, outside and i'm serious the about that network no yeah. kidding oh yeah 
because we would be if if they could get away with it, if these people in, in power right now, if they could get away with it, we this would be Australia. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Drop drop, drop the <laughs> mandate to keep the deadliest people in the country in the, under your control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the uh, in the in the payroll on the payroll of the government. Hey, I wanted to comment on um, you had um, mentioned Chevron deference. Yes, I'm not sure what this means for Chevron deference. Well, I mean, obviously, it was an issue. Chevron deference is where there's a, a rule or a, a policy within a bureaucracy that is um, being kind of disputed. Can they, you know, basically, if, if, if illegal, if illegal, it defers, it defers authority. It, it gives these authority that should be in the hands of Congress to these agencies, really. Right. So that they don't a, have. If there's an issue with something that Congress has done and it's taken to the Supreme Court and it's uh, it has to do with education, then the Supreme Court may say, well, on the basis of Chevron deference, we're going to allow the Department of Education to determine whether or not this is. Yeah, they can you know, act they can on. Do, yes. What, right. Without us so, having to pass a law or whatever. But that's the reason um, Chevron deference only can be um, upheld or implemented if you use the premise that these bureaucracies can do that because they are under the control of Congress who establishes them and writes laws. So because Congress has established, say, the Department of Education, then um, they're under the congressional control. And if the Congress doesn't like something they do, then they can override it. So we'll just let the Department of Education determine whether or not, you know, this is legal. But I, I you know, I have, I have, concerns about I about that I just you know I mean I understand that argument but I don't like it because doesn't Chevron deference basically just grant way more power and authority than they should have to these agencies right so but I don't know what this so this case had a potential to overturn it because OSHA basically was acting with that precedent right by issuing this so I don't know that this necessarily completely the Supreme Court could have said we're going to right. They just, could have they could have allowed it in accordance with the that Chevron deference, right. right? This this is so. So that's positive, that was big, but right, right. But the thing with the Chevron deference is if this doesn't need to be because we don't we don't need all these bureaucracies, correct? Because if we were really operating under a federalist uh, system as we are supposed to be. Then we wouldn't have all these bureaucracies. These many of these issues where we have bureaucracies um, would be handled at the state level. And a great example would be the Department of Education. We definitely do not need a federal de- Department of Education. I'd argue we don't even need a state Department of Education, but we certainly don't need a federal Department of Education. If we had a if we had a federal system where states had the control they're supposed to, then we wouldn't need all these bureaucracies, and we wouldn't need to have this absurd idea of chevron deference where we have bureaucracies making rules that even the supreme court won't rule on it's you know this I, is a I, good place okay go ahead because you finished i was just gonna say i'd love to else. run for congress i'd love to run for congress and 95 percent of the questions that you'd be asked you could answer with the same that's outside the purview of congress no response because that is not a constitutionally mandated role of the federal government because 95 percent of what yeah. they do is not constitutional yeah, I have an opinion on it, but it doesn't really apply. <laughs> um, no, I can just be beautiful to just say of, that over that would and be over and hilarious. over. Yeah. 
speaking of education, did you see that that whole thing with the um, parents at the uh, school board meetings protesting CRT and, you know, all the transgender stuff going on when they were originally um, classified as kind of domestic terrorists, which is insane. Not kind of. That letter. Well, yeah, by name, domestic terrorist by name, actually. Um, That letter that apparently kicked the whole thing off that was from some private teachers association was they did that at the behest of the Biden administration. So the Biden administration asked that teachers union, teachers association to write that letter to the DOJ. Right. They did. That's crazy. They said... Um, it wasn't a teachers union. It was a um, it was a association of school, a national association of school boards. Okay, and they complained about these teachers showing up, and the Biden administration said we can't do anything about it unless we basically get something in writing from you making the case, and then we can act on it. So the Biden administration told them what to do, and then they produced the document needed, <laughs> sent it, and they turned it over to the Department of Justice. So they spoon fed them a little wink wink they nudge spoon nudge. Fed them a letter to send back to themselves Correct. at the DOJ yes. so they could then classify the parents as domestic terrorists. And since then, that in combination with the whole January 6th thing has led the DOJ and the FBI to now launch a basically a like a task force or a whole segment of the FBI to fight domestic terrorism. Correct. But the definition of domestic terrorism, domestic terrorists is entirely up to them and they can assign that label to parents concerned about their children's education. Yeah. And And parents parents, parents, go after them using like the Patriot Act. And parents concerned about their children being forced to eat their lunch outside in sub 40 degree temperatures. I heard a lady just, I think it was today, and she was saying, that her um her children that to school they were sitting outside she's going it's 24 degrees it's 24 degrees this is unacceptable i mean that is that's crazy 40 degrees is bad enough but sub freezing she's a domestic terrorist lock her up throw the key away because she doesn't want her kid sitting outside just sitting in 24 degree weather i saw so we have a a, we have a lot of kids in our church congregation that are homeschooled and um one of the gals that homeschools is the the mom of a large group she's got four kids homeschools them and they're kind of part of a network but anyway she posted and she posts a lot of resources and stuff uh like a political cartoon a cartoon on her instagram story and it was a teacher in a mask standing and then two desks kids at desks like in the public school system and they're the kids are masked and then they're like inside of you know, plexiglass, like they're each section in their own little pod. And then the teacher is saying homeschool kids are socially are, you know, under socialized or whatever. Right. Under socialized. And these kids are sitting. Yes, it was in their pod. Yep. Totally. That's like, I like the, yeah. Like the, I love the band, the picture of the band last year that they were in their own little pup tents playing their instruments on individual little pup. Oh my gosh. That's really, almost as ridiculous as the marching bands during college football that wear those masks that have and then the they blow in the yeah. middle of them so oh. they can put, so their, put their mouthpiece through, through through the split. 
I want to, you guys got me on two different tracks here of things to talk <clears> about <throat> now, because one, the terror, the idea of terrorists, these parents being terrorists, I was very upset when I heard Ted Cruz call the January 6th rioters terrorist. They were rioters, but they weren't terrorists. However, he did redeem himself. He's been held he went after the, Oh, he yeah. he went after the FBI lady. Yeah. That was. Who is Ray was, Epps? Yes. Who is Ray Epps? How many, how many FBI agents or informants were uh, involved in the January 6th? And, and she. She oh, didn't I say zero. I can't answer that. She said, I can't, I can't answer. answer. So there were no, some. No, there was said, one. There was ten. Said, there was. But she. she can't, said, I can't I'm tell you the allowed, number. I'm not allowed to reveal FBI like tactics sources and methods. plans or something. AKA, sources it's not zero methods. because if it was zero, means, she could say zero. Like we had nothing to do we with have, that. We have certain methods, but we're not gonna tell you. Okay, I can kind of see. There's no way she can say I'm protecting a source. She may be able to argue she's protecting a method by saying, yes, we do infiltrate. But I got news for you, lady. Everybody on the planet knows you do that. Yeah, not- and she should She should be able – here's the thing, though. If she just said no, then right, she right. wouldn't give up being given up any methods. So the only, th- the only reason that she would need to protect methods is if the answer is yes. Right. So – well, but she just – and she basically said that's this is a method we use. Yeah. That's why I can't answer it. Which because is what this, happened with the whole so now we know, yeah. Michigan kidnap right. the governor plan right. was they had a role FBI informants. Actually, all the all the conspirators that were arrested in this plan were introduced to each other by FBI informants. FBI informants were dictating tactics to them and plans. They they planned the whole it thing. It is 100 percent. The, the Babylon B video of entrapment. The Babylon B video of this is 100% real where they're all sitting around planning it. And then one of them reveals there's FBI. And then they all start revealing that they're FBI. And every single one of them is undercover agent. That was my thing. That was my thing. Oh, Remember that, I told it's you? a Babylon B video though. They did a video of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I told you guys a long time ago when that story came out, I said, imagine that you're like, um, there's like this basement meeting and you know, nobody shows up to these things. And, uh, you're sitting in there and there's the one guy up on the stage and he's this crazy guy and he's talking all this hateful white supremacist stuff. And there's like four guys sitting in chairs because, you know, white supremacy being a, like a large scale problem is a myth. And he's sitting there and slowly during conversation, they start figuring out that each other is, you know, I'm a I'm FBI, I'm, I'm ATF. And they start talking about all this crazy stuff. And they're like, so, so you're uh, so your partner sitting over there, in that other chair and he's like he's like oh that guy's not with me he's like then who's your partner the guy up on the stage <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guy up on the stage talking and then like it, it like zooms in and the guy is listening to all this crazy hate stuff and the one guy who hasn't identified himself is like holding the, the his pamphlet up to his face and he's like i'm in the wrong meeting and just leaves so it's only feds left yeah that's you can't make this i mean well i guess you you, you make it up and then it turns out to be true. So yeah, that's a business. That's a Babylon B's um, business. Yeah. Their whole business. Uh, life, their yeah. whole yeah, their whole business idea. Yeah, is basically they, these, that. But they're destroying the business of satire. Our federal government's destroying that business. Maybe that's a, they. They hate them so much they want to take them down. They're that's just their like, only goal. Yeah. If we if they're no longer satire, then they have nothing. So they literally just copy whatever they put out. Then they'll just <laughs> become a successful news source, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> So what was the other track here that I was? You said Ted Cruz calling 
Yeah, right, right. Terrorists. And, and oh. obviously, um, I wanted to get to that idea that uh, um, uh, to the FBI agent where he was, you know, he redeemed himself after right. calling the, them terrorists. He redeemed himself by by Holding questioning that that, Correct. that FBI uh, agent. So, yeah. And, and oh, Ray Epps, though, I mean, what's oh, what is his name? Um, Kinziger, Adam and Kinziger came out. Uh, yesterday and said and finally said because everybody's going this Ray Epps this is crazy you know he's a part of the he's a, re a Republican who's a part of the January 6th commission and everybody's like how come Ray Epps is not being investigated all these other people you know they're in they're all in jail they've been convicted they're beginning to serve their sentences and everything and else he got and put on the just, list and the on the one and off. then taken off right correct and so all of a sudden because they're getting a lot of pushback on this Ray Epps Adam Kinziger comes out and goes, um, we interviewed him. He's a great guy. He's an amazing guy. He's such a wonderful, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what? 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 Where did the one, one that you, don't they have video or oh, audio of him it, saying? Yes. To go, go in, in. tomorrow. Yeah. We, we got to go in. We got to go then in. Everyone else starts chanting fed, fed, right. fed. And then the fed. next yeah, day they, they recognize who he was. The next day they have a video of him whispering to some, some guy and literally five seconds later, they the start moving barricades and inviting, yep. inviting people in. And yet all of a sudden there's no word about him, but when they get pushed all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, we talked to him. He's a great guy. We have done an internal review on ourselves and, and I have yeah. found that I had no wrongdoing. That's said. That's essentially what happened. Yes. It was reported today reported last night that the guy that shot Ashley Babbitt was never questioned. He was never interviewed. So when they say that they cleared him, they cleared him without ever talking to him about the incident. I don't know what to say to that. I no, mean, that's even, no, even, even, even in the most justified law enforcement shootings, they still Correct. always get you placed still on have some to kind exactly. of leave. Yes. You have to do some kind He's of. He's now a supervisor. Psychological. Kind of, so they promoted yep. him. Yes. That's what you do. You that's what you do. You have to see a psychologist. Do. And he makes yeah. a statement when he was interviewed on TV a couple months back when you finally found out who he was and they did an interview with him and I, they showed the video of this. He's saying, I didn't, I couldn't see her hands. So he didn't know if she had, a, he didn't know if she posed a real threat or not. He couldn't see her hands. He couldn't see if there was any kind of weapon or what was going on. He shot her. He says, because of the way her hands were positioned, well, I couldn't see her hands. He shot her. And he was never even interviewed. However, about the, incident. the woman who clearly made a mistake and felt horrible about it and right. thought she had her taser and shot. I don't remember. Right. Was that Dante or whatever? Whichever guy it was is yeah, it was now going to spend Dante right decades in prison. Yeah, did we discuss her life this? Is ruined. If, she, if she would have pulled her gun out and shot him intentionally, she'd be right. Walking I, free. I believe we did. Yeah. You're the math person on this. Um, I saw this. I'm unclear of what you mean by this. Okay. Up. So, okay. Peter Ducey asked Jen, P Jen Psaki, uh, yes. Jen Psaki a couple of days ago, he said, um, you know, Hey, you, you've, you got COVID and you're, you're right. triple vaxxed. I got and COVID. I did, I'm triple yeah. vaxxed. You know, why are we, why is this still a public health issue? This because the Supreme court hadn't ruled yet. And she immediately pivots. Well, Peter, we know that if you're vaccinated, 
or if you're if you're unvaccinated, you're 17 times more likely to be hospitalized and you're 20 times more likely to die. Now, people that get sick enough, they go to the hospital. Some of them die and some of them get better and go home. Why is the percentage of people who die higher than the percentage of people who go to the hospital? Uh, I see what you mean. No, it is saying that. So whatever the rate of people who get the rate of vaccinated people who get COVID and go to the hospital, that rate is 17 times higher. Yeah, the hospitalized the population. Number is, yeah, and so the base, rate that get still doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It still doesn't no, matter. Hang on, we could do it in round people. numbers. Yes. And if you take your base level of hospitalizations and your base level of deaths, that base level of hospitalizations is a is a much bigger number than deaths originally, the two original numbers. So you're 17 times more likely than the original hospitalization number and 20 times more higher. It makes than sense, Dad. The He's shaking his death. head no. If the hospitalization rate is two percent for people who are vaccinated and contract COVID, then it's odd. Okay. I picked a bad, then it's 34% for un and if it's and if the death rate is one percent for vaccinated people, then the death rate would be twenty. It's it's the same pool of people. That's what it's the same pool of people. Unvaccinated people. So there's yes, no, but she's there's, comparing there's, the hospitalization no, rate to hospitalization rate and the death rate to the death rate. Yeah. No. Anyways, yes, she is. Okay, so here's the times. here's here's my point. In, here's my point in this, and this is why she can give a number like this, and it doesn't. It has problems, okay? Because we know this. We this is where this you can leave then. This yeah, is I don't the problem with two, this. I don't we know, if know this. Contradict each other, but they're obviously bogus. We know this. They are now coming out admitting that we don't really know what the numbers are. That they're all jacked up. That there are you know forty five percent. I've heard numbers thrown around forty seven percent of people that we know that are in the hospital with COVID are not there because of COVID. There are deaths we know now. They're they're now admitting a year and a half later from what we knew a year and a half ago that people that are dying with COVID are not dying from COVID. The point of the is is the, the numbers are not the numbers we have out in the public are not accurate, and they're admitting that. That there's all kinds of problems with numbers so that makes me think it'd be hard for her to give an answer to that question because we really don't know what the numbers are yes on that you're correct yeah those are insane 17 times more likely if you're unvaccinated that though the numbers don't show that whatsoever i've seen numbers that say like 50 50 vaccinated unvaccinated in the hospitals and if you take into account the fact that they say like 80 percent or 85 percent of americans are vaccinated then that's definitely not even close that would show that you have a higher percentage of being hospitalized after being vaccinated than if you are vaccinated and obviously but it's all based on if you contract it and but we don't and that's what he's saying that's the number we don't even no, we don't accurately. know what the real case Correct. number is. We don't know what the real hospitalization <laughs> from COVID is yeah. or death from COVID. We don't yeah, know Walensky, what those numbers are. Walensky said that um, uh, actually they did give like a rough number eventually. At first, they said they could not differentiate um, cases, you know, or deaths from COVID and deaths with COVID. They couldn't they said they couldn't tell. Um, but then I think they did give a number later and it was contradictory to what you want 
yeah, they want you to believe that now yeah but they're yeah but well all However, these are caught but they're caught in it all, all these things that they're now coming out with they're admitting we were saying these things a year and a half ago and they're now going oh yeah that's true we you know masks don't masks don't work uh plexiglass shields actually cause potentially the virus to stay in an area longer than if the, the air could just circulate normally. It doesn't do anything to protect you. I mean, the number of people in the hospital are dying from COVID as opposed to with COVID. And all, I mean, all of that stuff that we were saying a year and a half ago, it's just normal logic. They're now admitting, they're now admitting. Yet at the same time, still telling us that we have to continue to do these right. things. Right. I try not to get into arguments, you know, on Twitter because it's ridiculous and it's absolutely pointless. But I do see people talk on here and people will point out the fact that, hey, you, all your all the crazy conspiracy theorists are starting to be right. And then people will respond, oh, yeah, but the science at the time said that, no, no. that doesn't matter. It's the truth. Yeah, what is it? It's the, it's the, the truth. science. Period. And all of us non-scientists figured out. He's like, he's like, there were two tracks. These people chose this way and these people chose this way, but nobody really knew. So one group is going to turn out to be right and one group is going to be wrong. There's nothing we could have done about that. Yeah, there is. Don't be an idiot. Well, here's what I said about, I don't know, three That's weeks into this. That's asking too much from people, you know. I said, you know what? It's a virus and it's a virus is going to do what a virus does. A virus is going to virus. And no matter what we really do, a virus is going to virus. And guess where we are at two years down the road? A virus acted like a virus and it just virused. If you start, and this is to anybody, this is to everyone. If you get an illness and you can't tell if it's a cold or if it's Corona or, or if it's COVID, SARS-CoV-2. Yes, because if it's a cold, a it is test. a coronavirus. Yes. Well, don't take a, a test. Rhinovirus. Not the- could be a rhinovirus. Um just stop testing unless you are really sick, which if you're really sick, don't go get a test, go to the hospital, right? Get care. But if, but if, you, but if it's such a mild illness that you can't tell, don't take a test. This virus is going to be around forever. It's going to become another strain of the cold. And until we stop testing and we start treating it like a cold, it's never going to stop halting our lives it's yeah, never going to go away society but you have to let it stop controlling everything you do stop taking tests here's one that's going to be really i don't think that's a problem amongst our audience no i know here's one that's going to be a problem well then our audience needs to share this with people who wouldn't normally listen to it um i would be more protected prophylactically if I was on a regimen of, say, either ivermectin or hydrochloroquine or something like that, it would do a better job of preventing me from getting coronavirus than the vaccine is doing. Truth. It would definitely do a better Prove job of keeping you from dying because ivermectin doesn't kill you. And sometimes the vaccine does. Also, the fact no, I, that they're saying that you may actually be more likely to get this Omicron variant, the more vaccinated, vaccinated you have been. <laughs> But even so, like it's not. But it, again, it's if a you cold. have Omicron, just deal with it. It's right. A, you got a cold. I don't. I still I don't know of anybody. Right people here. again. People have died with Omicron, but I, not I, from it. I don't know if they can. I don't know if you if you asked the CDC to show you a single case of someone who died because of Omicron alone. I don't think they could show you a case. Well, that's another one too. Now that. They, they are now admitting that 
of the dead, the, the average person that dies from, you know, coronavirus has 4.4 comorbidities. Yeah. Okay. That was the stat that they actually did uh, end up, you know, admitting that I knew they didn't want to admit. That's what, that's what I was thinking of when I said that. Right. At least four comorbidities. Yeah. So 70, yeah. 75% of the people that died had four or more comorbidities. So dad, your point in saying that this, that they are starting to admit these things that we've known for over a year and a half is that they are, why are they doing it? trying to soften the blow on the like midterm elections coming up yeah, and because you, it's not. And, and I mean, look at Biden's approval ratings are in the tank. Yeah. Like 30 something percent. Yeah. And that's, that was my thing in bringing all this up. It's not that, you know, they're doing it. Okay. They're doing it. The question really needs to be always with these people is why are they doing it? And the fact that the news media is involved, the politicians are involved, you know, it's, it seems to be a coordinated effort. And the only thing that I can come up with at this point is they're trying to take COVID off of the table a little bit and soften our people's you know, frustration with it because they know that they're, they're going to get eviscerated in November if they can't do something. It's, and the, of course, the flip side of that is then pushing this John Lewis Voting Act which means that they can federalize and steal any election they want. They named it the John Lewis Voting Act. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That makes it even worse. I've read through I, it when it was, you know, HR1 and I said, you know, HR1 if you look at all the rules that they put into place in HR1, it totals up to there are no rules. You, you, there's like a thousand different ways you could steal an election. The um it but no, it's it's the analogy I made. I don't remember if it was last week or the week it was probably the week before. Um of the pollsters they put out a number to sway public opinion and then when they get close to the election time they bring those numbers a little bit closer back to reality so they don't get as much of a backlash when it's time to um advertise their polling firm to say look we were pretty close because if they stayed with the you know the crazy numbers to get people to think that it swayed one more one way more than the other everybody they'd have no credibility. Right. So I, I think it's like same thing, softening the blow, just like that. They're hoping that, but I don't, I don't see it softening any, no one's going to forget. It's no. been too long. It's, this has been no, been this is probably one of the longest two years All that people can talk about for the last two years. Uh, I can't have a conversation without talking about it's it. So They're not going to forget. You cannot right. walk this one back. Well, along with that coronavirus and the whole John Lewis Voting Act, I, I thought this was interesting. I heard uh, Mariel Bowser, the, the mayor of Washington, D.C., say a couple of days ago that when people go out of their homes, they have to remember they have to. And she talked about those under 18 and those over 18. If you're over 18, you need to have, um, you know, your vaccine passport. You need to have, uh, you know, so a mask, you know, and you need to have ID. So that you can show your vaccine passport is right, yours. Right, right. You need, to, you need to have ID. And I thought, okay, now Washington, D.C. is almost 50% black. But yet they're having a conniption about having ID in order to vote. So you're demanding that these people have ID to leave their homes, but they don't have to have IDs to vote. And if they have ID that can to leave their homes, then obviously they have the ID they need to vote. So I think yes. you mean I think you mean their traveling papers. 
papers. Papers, Help please. Me papers. Papers, please. Um, no, that's, a, I mean, that's, I, I thought that all the way back when they said you needed an ID to get vaccination. You have yeah, to have your ID to, get the vaccination. to go get yes. the vaccine. But at the same time, they're saying you can't require ID for voting because it, it targets uh, people of color. It targets, right. it targets minorities. But you have to have the ID to get vaccination. And at the same time, if you don't get the vaccination, we're going to shut you out of all these venues. Right. So, and, in Was- and in Washington, D.C., it's not just shutting you out of the venues. Apparently, according to her, she's put 50 percent of D.C. on house arrest. The soft bigotry of low expectations. My frustration when it's not is soft. When, it, when it suits my needs. It's no longer soft. My frustration is not with these people because I expect despicable people to do despicable things. It's how many half the country buys into this and doesn't ever question it. Or at least doesn't speak up about their questioning of it. I don't know. Was that coined? Just out of curiosity, was that coined by someone else first, or is that a, is that an original Russism? The There's soft nothing. bigotry of low expectations. I think somebody said else. It a lot. I think it was one of the, like a because, Swole, like a Thomas Swole or something. Somebody like oh, that, was it? Like, or Clarence Thomas, or somebody okay. like that. Because because I will say that reminded me though of another Russism, and we have on our notes here as one of our stories from a little while back that the Cuomo sexual misconduct complaint was dismissed. And that's exactly how you wrote it on here. But I put I it in quotes. I put it in quotes because when I first started reading it right away, I just said, I, I, I just read it to myself in my head, Cuomo sexual. <laughs> and that made me laugh, Cuomo sexual. I, and I, I thought to myself, is that like people that like, um, that like really loved Cuomo back during COVID. It was. COVID. People said that they were. Did they say that? That was yes. a real, t- that was a real that? thing. No. In the in the early days when he was a, America's mayor on this Corona Corona thing, was Eating it um, French fries on TV? Who was it? I don't remember. One of the one of the news people called themselves. That wasn't Cuomo said, eating the French fries on TV. That was okay. the no, that was, that okay, was okay, you're right. But anyway, Blasio. they called themselves a homosexual. No, they called they themselves so, homosexual. Yes. 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 Dang yes. it. Okay. However, I thought that was a new thing. The internet tells me that it was a speech. It first was in a speech by George W. Bush. And so it was coined by the speechwriter Michael Gerson. Homosexual? Gerson. No, 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 no. No, the soft bigotry of low expectations. I was gonna say that must have been about his dad. Bush. <laughs> um, Can you no, imagine then, George Bush saying Cuomo? But then sexual? I thought to myself, I thought to myself, Cuomo sexual is the new Gorbasm. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah that when, was back when Gorbachev. When Gorbachev was in power, oh, my everybody, word. The, everybody in America on the left loved was praising him. Love Gorbachev. Would call it Gorbasm. Oh yeah. man. Well, the the uh, the whole issue with Cuomo though is. Um, He's been basically let off the hook and say they say he's not guilty of any sexual right. misconduct. They no, also let him off the hook true. of all those old they said people that dying. He did it. He said that they said that he did it, but they're not going to pursue charges. Right. They didn't they come out and say he it, didn't. They, they did. said these they said these things happened, but we're just gonna drop it. <laughs> well, it goes along with what a lot of people were saying at the time is that they were going after him on this just because he had become a liability to the Democrats and they needed to get him out of office. Oh, this was the story they used to cover up the fact that he killed all those people in the nursing home. How was he a liability, but a completely senile? He was a liability because of the 15,000 old people he killed in yeah. nursing homes. But what she's were... saying is, how, how is Biden, Biden not, not a liability? liability? 
they have no idea when he opens his mouth what might come out anything what what he repeated himself he he did a um i saw a clip right before we started uh recording this where he got out of a meeting with democrats about their voting um but their voting bill that didn't they're like we didn't get it this time he's like it's about who counts the votes who counts the votes who counts the votes and he just started yelling it but the same Price thing over and over in and whisper it after he who counts the votes and then go he either repeats himself in a whisper pay them more or <laughs> he or he just starts screaming yeah but do you understand the implication of who it matters who counts the votes yeah, but the the thing is, is they're talking about yeah, they're talking about who counts the votes. They want so we can just them to be able to count the votes. Just so the we federal can cheat. government. Yes. So they're concerned. They're like, it's not it's not affecting who votes. It's who counts the votes. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can let exactly. everyone vote if we exactly. just don't we count agree. Some of them. A yeah, million votes. Vote. A million votes were cast for candidate A, but when we counted them, it was only five hundred thousand. Oh, I lost count halfway through and I just kind of, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the implication up. of what he's saying and he's screaming that that's what I'm yeah, saying. How is that it. not a liability? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're, and that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. He could say anything at any time. I feel like of all you hear his, them? like, um, that's one of his space. That's one of his fillers. When he loses his train of I'm thought serious. is to repeat himself. He does it all the time oh, but also the, like lying. i'm not joking i'm not joking that's uh, when he's I'm lying. serious yeah all those time fillers this one he just started yelling the same thing over and over like he was broken well, he is broken <laughs> he's in love with the word hyperbole but he can't say it right he says it all the time that's not that's not hyperbole that's not hyperbole, hyperbole. epitome of hyperbole <laughs> but have you heard you mispronounce every word every word in your in show, show. Well, if that isn't the epitome of hyperbole. Well, that could be true of Joe Biden. Yes. Mispronouncing okay, every so, word. So maybe they are rising up to, he has a little bit of liability. So who they're propping up because they don't think they can run him again. It's Hillary. Have you heard that? Because They're going to run that. Hillary again. I've heard that. Why? It's such a stupid idea. <laughs> you know what? So I didn't necessarily want Trump to run again, but if she is who they are backing, how if you want to make it like a movie that's also like asking Trump, but i don't run. want it to be if i don't want was, it to impact the country if he was on the edge <laughs> like if he was not if he was undecided that would 100 percent make his decision on whether he would run or not like i said if you want to do it just if, if you want to put it on for entertainment purposes only but it, it doesn't count well we're already the laughing stock of the world so like it's just yeah, a but i live here like, and i don't like want a, to it's just like a pay-per-view fake election but yes. you're right it's like trump is like sitting somewhere he's it's like he's the truman doing, show he's we, off doing his other business it'd stuff. be so much better if we set we them make up, them think it's put real hillary and trump in like a truman show <laughs> biden is in a truman show man do you, know the money you could the make? Show. do you know the money you could make if you if you put that on if you could get them to do that what them think it's real and yeah. you just watch we it just like not a get show them yeah. to do that we just have to get um, them to the no, location but i could just see i could just see trump like you're right he hasn't totally decided yet which you know he has he's gonna run right again. um but i could see him like he hasn't decided he's he's doing other things in a meeting and like the tv in the background comes on and hillary clinton announces she's running for president he's like i'm doing it that was it that's the that's that's what makes him decide he's running yep. i don't want to watch that but you're right i i've seen they are 
they're talking about her. They're 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 putting her in the media more. She started doing all that thing where she read that stupid letter. Oh my gosh, her, um, her and started crying speech. about not being the president. And her mom. Did you guys see? Um, this was like a, a day or two ago. Tucker Carlson was going. We have video that has surfaced. You know, Michael Jackson's been dead. Whatever's been ten years, twelve years, whatever. He said, hey, he goes, but he goes, I don't know. He goes, somehow this video, there's video out there. He goes, it's a real thing. He goes, I'm going to prove Michael Jackson's not yeah. dead. He comes back on and he talks about it and they throw up the picture and it's, it's, it's Nancy Pelosi. With the eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, with the eyebrows. Yeah, it was hilarious. And he just lets it go. Yeah, he, he just let it go. When it comes back on, when it comes back on, he, he doesn't say, oh, that was Nancy Pelosi. He just keeps doing the That's Michael funny. Jackson thing. Michael Jackson. That's yeah, funny. it was pretty funny. So I'm really dying to talk about this USA article. I am dying to, I want somebody to die. Well, <laughs> my point in this, it, it, it goes back to, we had our discussion last week about Spencer Clavin and him commenting, you know, he was trying to resolve biblically that he believes. Are you going to explain was, what the article was? That he, yes, I will. That okay. he believes he was born homosexual. That's. The nature he was given it's it's it immutable um so there was a usa article um and i'm going to tie this together there was a usa article that stated that research blah 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 you know experts on pedophilia now how would you like to be an expert on pedophilia no thank you anyways that they believe that pedophilia goes back into the womb that it is something that happens in nature it is the way that you're born it's the natural thing and so therefore it can't be changed so they're using the exact same argument that Spencer Clavin used for his homosexuality. Therefore, Spencer Clavin has no choice but to endorse pedophilia as a lifestyle. I and I, and said, I don't think he would. We have said for some time that if on the if progressives are going to say things like they it's just the way that they're made. So how can it be wrong or how, how can we tell them not to be like this, right? If they're going to say that about homosexuality, then how can they not say that about any sexual attraction or, you know, any kind of sexual uh, desire? And so pedophilia would fall under that or the furries who are, I don't know, whatever weird stuff out there, right? But, uh, you know, we thought maybe because it's obvious abuse and or kids can't consent to this they're not participants in it that they said well homosexuality it's different because it's two consenting adults it's a loving relationship whatever they do you know and that's how it got normalized and then permitted legal uh and they were recognized you know you could get married then all this stuff right and we've been saying okay this is a slippery slope but they were like, oh, no, no, no. Well, here it is, guys. We're going down the slope because now they're saying, and it's starting just by saying, okay, they, we still don't want to allow them. They're, they're still not arguing that it should be fine. They should be able to act on it. But as Matt Walsh shared things about um, how to, there's people public, publishing articles out there for people who are, are what do they call it? Like minor attracted people and how Maps. to, how to role play, how to role play where one of the partners would take on the persona or the mental state of a child or even an infant, right. Of a minor. And then, so how to indulge basically those sexual desires without actually, uh, 
doing it with a minor. And so that's just one step, a step in moving to the direction of normalizing it. And then eventually as homosexuality is now celebrated, he's saying eventually to celebrate it. And all of this is like, that's appalling. But when I really, when he really got my goat was when he pointed out the argument of, okay, but the consent issue hopefully still holds where they will say that children cannot consent. Therefore, this will never be an okay thing and our accepted behavior. Right. But then he pointed out that they're already making strides in that removing that consent barrier by allowing children to make decisions about their sexual nature, about their gender, about their um, sexual proclivities and all this stuff. Washington state has now passed several bills that when you combine them together, it would allow someone down to 13 years old to have physical surgery, say castration or breast removal um, for transitioning. Chop a dick off of me or an addictomy. You can have those with down to 13 years old without parental knowledge. So there goes your knowledge. Yes. They do not. Well, they don't need consent. So what does it matter? I guess. it's true. So there goes your whole consent argument about. Yeah, because if because then if, if the parents not right. giving consent, then you're saying that the child that the 13 year olds consent is can enough. make consent. And if right. they the are, if they are consent able to give to consent enough, if you can just get them to basically um, say that, oh, well, I'm well, I'm this gender. Oh, well, I'm attracted to this. Then that's their way of trying to get them to, you know an equivalency of consent. So all now, these men, what that about that California? Yeah. What about that California young... law that went into effect last year where they said, basically, if there's no more than a 10 year disparity between right. uh, an adult and a child that have sexual interactions, that it's a reduced crime. It's still a crime, but it's like a misdemeanor. So like a 12 year old and a 22 year old in, in California, they intentionally reduced the penalty would it not actually be that the act. worst eight eight and 18 technically technically yes and Somebody they, and they reduced and they reduced that crime um so that there's there's not even it, it's it's potential it, it's possible for that person to come out of it with like probation these are the things that i want to talk about i'm um trying to work on this and actually i need some input from you guys we'll talk about this later um there are certain issues that you look at and just so the the whole country needs to rise up and say, no, this this is not happening. We're not doing this, such as a 13 year old being able to decide to have surgery to remove body parts that, that just it just can't be allowed. We, we have to find those hills that, yes, we are willing to die on. We will not allow this. And um, that, that's one of them. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. You can't let a 13-year-old go in and say, yes, I'm going to be castrated. I choose to be castrated. I feel sick. Yeah. I want to hear, I really do. I'm, I I'm definitely am this- not going to end today's show on have your pets bait and neuter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put this call out, though, to Spencer Clavin. I, I want to hear you address this. Because given your argument for yourself, you have to endorse the practice of pedophilia. Do you not think that his argument is going to be the fact that he translated that word in the Bible, not as men who sleep with other men, but about pedophiles? Therefore, the Bible says 
one is wrong and doesn't say the other. Why? I'm not. Why I'm is, not saying I think that, but do but, not I know. But why think would that say? That's what I would his say to him. Going to be. I would say to him, if you were, believe this is the way we were born, it's part of your nature. And these scientists, these researchers are saying this is the way they're born. It's a part of nature. How can you say that it's any different than you? And thus, let, let me just say this really quickly. I don't want to go back and redo the whole thing from last week. But his problem with his reinterpreting is that all words, when you're translating, they have they don't have specific points of meaning. They have areas of meaning. And I Cassie and I, we discussed this. It's like with the word translated for Holy Spirit is the word pneuma in Greek. It means spirit. It means breath. It means wind. Okay. It uh, means breeze. Uh, you can use it different ways. Um, God, I could go in and say, you know what? Using his argument, I could say on the day of Pentecost, God did not pour out his Holy Spirit. He poured out, he, gave, he blew a holy breeze. You, you have to let context Context determines how you interpret that word. Do I use the word spirit? Do I use the word wind? Do I use the word breath? Context. So is, he's he's ignoring that and just making it fit what he wants it to fit. Is a holy breeze one of those random breezes that gives a shiver up your whole spine? No comment. <laughs> it's a mad, mad world. Kate looks distraught. Pretty bummed. Everything you talk about is bum. All right. Well, keep, keep your kids, keep your children off the internet because now it apparently yes. is going to be legal to groom them and convince them to quote unquote air quotes consent to. By, on by a the funner way, note, no, no. Oh, a funner note. Go ahead. I yeah. like this. On a funner note, I got to watch Callie all day a word? Tuesday. Hey, speaking of, speaking of feeling sick, fun. speaking of me feeling sick about this. Did I tell you this? On the fun. I watched, I, I babysat watching Callie, Callie all day, Tuesday. Yeah, and we had a perfect day until about a mile and a half, she roused a bunch of uh, hot chocolate up in my car. Never said that she didn't feel bad or anything, just. No, never even mentioned it. Never said a word about it. I don't feel good. Just bleh. Too much sugar. Just. But, but it was like, hey, I, I've been there before. Been there, done this. Been a few years, but I've, I'm prepared. I can handle it. She ate like she ate amazing after that, man. After I got her cleaned up, well, I she said she her well, yeah. stomach was after empty. Her stomach was completely empty. And yeah, and she wasn't she was probably sick. She really was hungry. Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She uh, wasn't. It wasn't sickness that made her throw up. It was something else. So, you know, then I got she's her not cleaned sick, up, completely fed, empty stomach, and had all of her clothes laundered and the barf out of her hair and everything before Daddy came to pick her up. She was wearing different clothes and I walked in and I said, Hey, you're wearing different pants than you were when you came in here. So I was about to imply, Hey, did you have an accident today? And uh, mom just went, it's not what you think. And Cat and Callie just went, I threw up. <laughs> it's funny because we were downstairs. I put her, I put her in our, we have a two person jacuzzi tub with a, you know, hose showers spray head thing so i i put her in there and i got that and i was hosing her down to get the barf out of her hair and stuff and but she was kind of shivering because i didn't take time to fill the tub up so i didn't really want to spend time shampooing her hair and all that so i just rinsed it out really good and made sure and got her out and dried her off so later after mom got home she was downstairs and callie's all like what i was like barf <laughs> and it did it had a that, that yeah. area that got it it had a faint scent it still smelled like she shit. ran up and gave me a hug man i, I could smell it then <laughs> It was bath night, but but the chunks were gone. Get another bath at home. So, 
I watched um, Adam Curry uh, interview, Joe Rogan interview of him. And he was saying that all these, um, what do they call these things when you have to click on how many, how many uh, pictures in this? How many pictures? Oh, in this the robot. Train or, yeah. Or, yeah. Like the robot. Oh, test? the he captcha. Said, it's called yes, a captcha. captcha. He said, what you're, you're, you are training their systems for you AI. Are. Yeah, it's true. My favorite, um, my favorite meme is still that one that I showed you with the captcha and it's, it says you click the little box that says, I am not a robot. And it shows the picture from that key and peel sketch where the guy's real sweaty and it says Calvinist. <sighs> That's funny. He doesn't know if he should click it or not. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. But no, he said, he said, he said what they're doing is they're using all of us to train their, their systems for artificial intelligence. I thought that was interesting. I want to call him a nut job. Yeah, I know. At the but... same time, I've been calling Alex Jones a nut job for a long time. And every it's day all coming is true. less crazy. Yep. That should yep. just be like a scale. Like start like a meter for how how less crazy did Alex Jones get today? But I, I see my first <laughs> interdimensional lizard being and I'm out. I'm <laughs> I think we should have a scale like, are, is he Joe Biden crazy or is he Alex Jones crazy? See, the thing is, is Alex Jones. Those are different stays, kinds of crazy. Yeah, they're different kinds of crazy. Alex Jones stays constant. It's yeah. just what we know that, you know, floats that and just. Gets, Joe Biden you know, was a kook 30 years ago. He definitely was a pathological liar. Well, and I, a wouldn't, rapist. I wouldn't know because I wasn't around 30 years ago. However, as of today. My husband has been. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday, Cole. <laughs> Welcome to the club.